0: Good evening all, and welcome to this discussion on photography in Wales. Uh, I'm Brian Carroll, editor of Offline Journal, Uh, that's printed ink on paper twice a year, Uh, and you can find out more about that at the website www.offline.wales. So this evening aims to be the first in a new series of discussions, chats, whatever you want to call it, lasting about 30 40 minutes tops, I hope, um, that dig a little bit deeper into the topics, the photographers and the projects featured in the, uh, the printed journal that comes out twice a year. Uh, so this evening I'm pleased to welcome Mark Moran, Jeff Wedge, Emir Payne and Neil Johansson, uh, four photographers who featured in the opening section of the latest issue, that's issue eight of Offline Journal. Uh, All of them are based and making work along the coastal towns and villages of North Wales and a bit further afield. Uh, And I found it interesting that four very different photographers were moving around uh, and making images on the streets of the same geographic area. Um, Three of whom are making portraits of strangers on the street. And the fourth, that's Neil, considering extending his street work into portraiture. So before I get into the discussion, and before we get going, uh, with some questions of my own. Uh, I thought we'd perhaps um, ask the four photographers to introduce themselves and just briefly describe their own style of photography. That's a hard one to start with. So how about you, Mark? Let's let's start yeah. with you.
1: Okay. Yeah. um so yeah, I'm I'm working predominantly in north wales because i think well it's where i live it's where my heart is and i know the area well um so i'm working film photography at the moment which i'm doing more and more i've I've ditched digital cameras i've still got a couple of digital cameras but they're kind of on the shelf gathering dust Mm. expensive dust um and film is how I uh, I I was first taught photography on film so I've kind of I've gone back to basics black and white film and I've just built my darkroom so I can print again and it's um, I'm really enjoying it Yeah. yeah
0: great okay thanks Mark, Jeff how about you? oh you turn on your mic Jeff bottom right there
2: we are hi Brian
0: yeah just asking for each each of you just to briefly introduce yourself and the uh, the type of work that you make
2: yeah no worries so um, my name's uh, Jeff Wedge and um, like uh, most of the speakers I work along the North Wales coast I'm probably best known um, to the 10 or so people that know of my work um, for photographing in real um, a body of work called House in the Sun.
0: Okay, great. And Emyer?
3: Uh Hi, everybody. Um, I work primarily on film as well, um, although I have done a lot of work in Llandudno on digital, but I've kind of moved away from that really. Um, and um, I do mostly street portraits, um, but I try and capture a, as candid a feel as I can without actually taking a candid shot, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I also do enjoy taking uh, black and white landscapes as well.
0: Okay, great. And finally, Neil.
4: Oh, hi, everyone. Um... Yeah, I'm based in Rill uh, at the moment, and I do a lot of mainly street uh, photography, not necessarily sort of portraiture, and I use a lot of mainly digital as well, um, although I have dabbled a bit in film, and that's something I'd like to do a little bit more of, but I'd say it's it's less sort of, my street stuff is more sort of candid stuff rather than actual street portraiture.
0: Mm. But we we'll, and we'll talk about it later. But you're hoping to do more portraiture, I think. Well, at least that's what you told me for the article. Yeah, yeah, I,
4: yeah. I think, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Great. Right. Thank you, Neil. Um, I thought it might be good to start with a quick question on what uh, each of you have been up to since we spoke a few months back in preparation for your articles for offline. Um, obviously, people are starting to emerge back out from hiding from COVID, um, although it. It's still around in the UK and Wales. Um, So, I mean, are you out there making new work? And and I guess if you are, are you taking the same approach or have you found that your own approach to photography has adjusted slightly now you're back out there? Uh, Maybe start with Jeff, because in amongst (laughs) your part-time teaching at Colleague and is it? Up, up, Up on that stretch in Rill... And uh, yeah, colleagues sundry, you, yeah um excuse me it's a scotsman trying to speak Welsh um but apart from that work up there, you appear to have been busy beyond the border the Welsh border recently so what what have you been up to
2: okay, so are you referring to the Poland kind of i am yeah, trip, yeah. maybe mm. yeah so so that was um that, that was a, a trip recently um which was to be honest with you, less less about um personal photographic work and more about a kind of um you know human want to, to help like a lot of us when we heard about the um ukraine um uh, you know troubles the the, the invasion on ukraine mm-hmm. and um basically i contacted a few charities i didn't have any or well, i don't have any intentions of um, kind of becoming uh, working um as a kind of a fly-by photo journalist or anything like that. But I contacted a few charities, um, listed a kind of, um, you know, uh, personal, you know, skills um, and um, just, just asking if anyone needed any help. And there was a charity, the Siobhan's Trust. Um, I thought they would, um, you know, want me to kind of, do uh you know more you know cooking and and things like that or sweep sweeping up but they, they actually um wanted a volunteer or a photographer someone to um to take images and make images and um, because they're incredibly worried that um the media would would kind of stop reporting on the, the kind of the, the good that the charities are doing because they, they you know they, they they do um rely on 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 you know media coverage um and that surprised me and. Um, um so, yeah, I, I, I visited um, Medica and Cork Zower, but working with the Siobhan's Trust. It's a Scottish, uh, Scottish charity um, who were uh, on the, the borders in, in Poland and Ukraine and um, dishing out kind of well, pizzas, coffees, hot chocolate um things like that. So um, and I did end up, you know, I was I was serving hot chocolates and things as well um, and, and making pizzas. But they, um, but yeah. Make the, the... Oh.
0: Breaking up I've well, uh, lost you briefly it's my work
2: for oh. North Wales, and um, yeah, it's a it's a kind of um, way of, of of helping out as best best as as I can to be honest with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, uh, Amir. Uh,
3: um, sorry. Yeah, so um, since we last spoke. Um, primarily carried on working on uh, some work that I've been focusing on in Bangor North Wales, which is my hometown um, and it's a town that's changed a lot even in the last 10 years really and it's been a kind of victim of a um, lot of things you know, recession and um, online shopping <clears throat> and it's become kind of a, a bit one of those ghost towns so I was trying to Document how Bang has changed. That's kind of come to an end, really. So I've just started, um, just started in the last couple of weeks, um, a new project. Um, Just document, just documenting real, really. Um, I haven't got any kind of uh, major themes or anything I'm looking for, but just trying to, I think, just capture the colour and the vibrance of real, because I think. Rail does have a reputation sometimes for being a bit um, a bit down and out and stuff and and obviously the, the, there are areas that um, you know lower socio-economic areas that's, that are obviously struggling in real. but also Rail is actually quite um, can you know when you look at it in a, in a, in a certain way it, it is a pretty seaside town as well and there's a lot of colour and a lot of vibrance and a lot of good people there so I was just trying to capture it in a kind of positive way really, I think, but we'll see what happens, so yeah, that's what I've been up to really, uh, since we last spoke
0: Okay and Neil?
4: Basically uh, at the moment I'm just continuing with more projects and also I do kind of enter a lot of comps and stuff just to see really where I get with it but mainly um, carrying on with projects uh, and all, I think I've gonna end up doing another zine very soon i've got enough work for it now um so and the writing as well which uh, always takes me longer to do the writing often than getting all the images together so uh, i've got i'm gonna hopefully get another zine out very soon and um, basically not much change continuing on what i've been carrying on doing what i'm doing really um I just go out as much as I can um, on the sh- with the camera when I can, um, but yeah, not much.
0: Okay, and Mark?
1: Uh, well, since we last spoke, uh, not a lot. Um, oh, you big fibber!
0: No, Your honestly, Instagram been, feed um, is buzzing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it's been a bit of an odd time since Christmas, New Year. Um, and I, th- I think um, coming out of the whole lockdown COVID times doing a street portrait project has been um, quite trying really. Um, mm. I I really struggled with it a bit because I didn't want to take portraits of people in a mask. Yeah. Um, I, I just, It's just a personal thing, I just didn't like the look. <laughs> it just didn't fit with what I wanted to do really. Um, but I did try. I got out quite a bit. And then, um, but in the new year, I, life took over. Work, um, a couple of personal things and parents, moving house and all this kind of thing. So it took up a lot of time. But um, sort of past sort of six weeks, I've really been, yeah, pushing and getting out. And um, I've had a real um, burst of enthusiasm and um the want to do it again which is really i'm really enjoying it again um and Mm. it's kind of a few things have kind of once i planted the seed you know a year or two ago a few things are starting to fall into place of where i'm i think i think i can see this going now with um not just becoming hello can i take your picture kind of shot um it's got to be a bit more about the area and um, Their that person's area or the, where they're from. Um, so that that's kind of what I've been doing. It's kind of developing. It's I'm really slow with things, and just things. A few things have been bubbling away, and I've been doodling those ideas down, uh, almost to sort of uh, take pho- mental photos in my head of, of um, visually what I want to do. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing recently. Is, is trying to start that ball rolling, getting out, getting out of town. Um, so it's more to do with um, not so much people on the street, you know, it doesn't have to be a street portrait. It's it's a portrait of a person in an area that I'm, that I'm interested in. So yeah. it's kind of, um, the little seeds that I planted, it's kind of like, you know, I'm watering them now. So I want to, I want to grow them. I want to sort of push that a bit more. And it's, um, yeah, it's um, it's been really interesting um yeah um and again like the the whole printing thing has that's that's really sort of grabbed my attention again um it's it's all back to basics for me I quite like that quite simple
0: yeah, so the analog yeah. printing in the dark room you absolutely to yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I just like I mean, the whole I like the whole circle of going out to take an image um come home develop it print it um yeah it, it's um funny little things but i just like quite like it really um,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know? yeah
1: and um, so whether it's just a therapy thing as well as creating some art um it's I don't, I don't really care um what people think of an instagram feed for me anyway you know it's um i'm if i put something on instagram it's because i quite like it um, you know yeah
0: i i um i think i touched on it in the article but um i as with photo books uh and other kind of forms of photography i i like the context i like the reading um, part of it and your website with the blog posts um has that because it goes beyond the single image of that person um, that you've captured you, you've, you've got a set in there very often, haven't you? Yeah, um, yeah. With a, a little um, bit of yeah, writing and is, reflection on... Um...
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of... Um, I'm a bit sort of um, toying with that idea more, again, but I'm not, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, because um, I came to this realisation that um, I was putting up... I was taking pictures of people, and then I would do a bit of writing to go alongside it, which I quite enjoyed, I quite liked it, but um, I, I kind of, um, I, can't, I can't tell somebody's story um, with with an image in a couple of paragraphs. And I kind of think um, it, it, it's kind of, I've, I've touched on it a bit. And I've done it a bit, but I've not developed it anymore. And I'm kind of stopping it now, to be honest, because I don't know that person. And I don't pretend to know that person. And I found it a bit trivial to sort of say, I met this chap on the street. We had a chat a bird flew past and I took a picture and I kind of felt it was a bit naff
0: <laughs>
1: mm. um, and I kind of thought I wanted the word, uh, the the imagery to do the talking and that's why I'm t- starting to maybe move away from the subject a bit, get a bit of background in, and make a bit more of, it's this whole portrait of the area with somebody in it maybe rather than um, a close up of a head and shoulder shot, which is great I still enjoy that but um, I want to involve more of the, the wider shot, a wider image and a wider context, really. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I'm starting to drop that whole little little story of how I met somebody on the street that I don't know. Um, I've, I've kind of... I don't want to tell their story.
0: Yeah. But I I find this really interesting because Neil touched on the point about writing as well. Um there's obviously more maintenance involved in having your own website, isn't there? In terms of what images you show, you show and which which ones you don't. Um, uh, context again, writing maybe some material to to go with posts rather than just um, pictures. But uh, is that something, Emma? You you were when we when we chatted, you were thinking about. Putting a website together, but there was no rush really, isn't it? Because you're relatively new, a couple of years into yeah. photography, aren't you?
3: Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this the other day because I was actually um, checking out Mark's website, actually, and uh, I was reading the um, blog post, which I enjoyed. Um, I definitely do want to, to set up a website, but I, I was thinking I wanted to kind of have a few projects already under my belt you know so i mm. so that i've got something to showcase so i was thinking my sort of plan for the next kind of six months would be to tie up the banger work do the rail work a kind of short stop over the summer and then focus back onto my long stick landscapes again in the autumn and then set up a website <laughs> but um i was thinking you know uh That idea of actually having a blog um, interests me. I think Um, because at at first, you know, it's not something that I'd really think of doing. But then when I was reading the stuff on Mark's website, I I was actually really interested in reading it. You know, so and just getting it was a good way. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, sorry. It was just it was a good way of uh, kind of. Understanding people's perspectives, you know, and not just about taking a picture, but it was about like um your thoughts on Instagram and you know lots of different things so um yeah, well, I think yeah. um
1: with a blog, it doesn't have to be words, it could just be um a blog post on a roll of film,
3: mm. yeah. You
1: know, yeah, or a meeting um you could have it doesn't have to be a word blog, yeah, um, yeah. which interests me again that I kind of like that storytelling with pictures. Mm. Yeah. But having an but having a background in illustration my job was to um put those words into a picture into an mm. image um mm. and that's where my interest with um you know putting together words with pictures that's where that comes from mm. for me yeah. it's um yeah. it's mixing the two together i like
3: nice typography and strong imagery yeah yeah, mm. yeah it, it's i think as well like um I don't really have any idea how to actually make a website either so I think I'm procrastinating because, because I'll have to figure it out and then I'll have to do it whereas I have kind of figured out how to take a picture so it's easier to just go and carry on with uh, my projects but um yeah I think you know I think with Instagram it's um at the minute that's the only way I have to showcase my work uh Digitally, you know, so I think I'd like a bit more control over how my images are seen, and and, um, I think a website is probably the way to go, really. I think, yeah, I I, I, I quite
1: enjoy having a website. So, I was just gonna say, I think, I think there's a lot of, um, I think any kind of art, any artist in any medium should have a website because relying on Instagram or I mean uh, uh, somebody i've got to know on instagram sent sent me a message about an image i put up the other day in black and white and he sent me a screen grab what he's seeing on the latest updates and it put a, a sepia tint on it it put a vignette mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. i saw I that i not believe before. it yeah, yeah. And i was still on mm-hmm. the old the old version or so i'm not going to update it but then i thought i'm not that forced because it's it's a t- it's basically TikTok. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and I think if you can use a social media platform to direct people to your portfolios, yeah, yeah. If I if I see that somebody's seen up being onto my website, I'm quite pleased. I'm quite chuffed with that.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and it's like a it's like a it's almost like a conduit, isn't it? You know, and it's a way for somebody to actually see your work in more depth and to actually take more time over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: What about you, Jeff? In terms of how much use? How much? Uh, how much of a hammering do you give your website?
2: Uh, not, not enough to be honest with you. I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I, I think a website is a is a you know hugely quieter space than, than somewhere like Instagram. You know, the, the, the people who go there go with the intention to view a larger body of your work. Um, you know, without the kind of clatter and, and chatter of, of you know the other images from other photographers. Um but it's still non-permanent, you know, and it's kind of, it's a great place. It's, you know, it's like a virtual home for your work. Um, But, you know, hopefully beyond that, there are, um, you know, there's a book or there's prints or there's, you know, another place possibly to to view the work. Um, So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I use my website, um, and I do I do get um, you know inquiries from it. Instagram seems to be the place though where currently you know I'm getting a lot more kind of uh, feedback from. Um, but yeah, I don't give my website enough love and care and attention than I should. Um,
0: I mean, they are very very useful shop windows for your work, and I it's when it when it was um a great thing Flickr was a really good site for social interaction and debate around photography i thought in the early days and like most of these things it just loses its its way i mean i think instagram has gone has gone that way but should a website be selling something or is it is it a a pragmatic and a really useful way of exhibiting your work on your terms discuss I think that matters,
2: <laughs> who, I, who the photographer yeah. is you know mm, mm. um so i, I think it is i think it's
1: I, work well, well, I, I think i think it is a, is um a valuable tool because in the good old days we had a big portfolio that we'd take to london and show around to art editors and stuff and it's basically, it's it's a portfolio. It's a daily portfolio. Mm. And you, you can put your work on there and you can update it and invite people to come and see it in any way you want to.
3: I think um, it's that, that idea definitely, like, um, definitely appeals to me more than the idea of trying to sell my work through a website, you know. Because I think, like, for me, I'm not interested in that. I'm, I'm more interested in just because you know I'm not I'm not a professional photographer or anything, so um, I'm only interested in you know in the art of it and trying to be as best as I can from it. So if I can get more people or people to actually look at my work in a different way by um, showing it in a different way on the website, then that would that, that that's what interests me anyway personally. You know, rather than obviously if I did have a Z now or anything, then it'd be it'd be a handy way to you know a, a quick link to buy it or whatever but yeah I think for me anyway it would be the idea of showcasing your work in a different way you know
0: yeah Neil I, how, how useful do you find your website
4: uh, well I was just going to say actually um, I, I to be honest I, I need to give it more attention a little bit but I think at the moment it is getting a little bit better for me um I recently, well, someone contacted me because they looked at my website. And I Mm -hmm. think what they're going to do, they're going to put, they they do a blog or something, so they're going to post some of my images on their blog. But that was purely through looking for my website. I mean, it's still, I do get people contacting me from Instagram and stuff, but it's usually not anything like that. So, actually, I think there is definitely a value in in the website as well. Um, I think part of it is just I want... I've got plans for it, but I, I find, as I said before, I've got all the images. It's just, I want to, the problem, it takes time for me to write something to convey what I get, want to get across. So that that's why I'm sort of slightly, um, you know, I wouldn't say disappointed, but it's, my web, website's definitely a work in progress anyway. Um,
0: yeah. but, I think uh, one of the Useful things in having your own website is that ability to curate your work for, you know, for an audience of millions or for an audience of one, Um, particularly if there are clients or if there are people taking an interest in your work. And I'm going, Gareth, I think alluded to this, who's listening in. Gareth, I'm going to invite you to speak just so you can say your piece. Um, I think you are a commercial photographer. Well, I think I know you are because I looked you up because you're you subscribed to offline. You need to click the microphone bottom right of your screen there, Gareth, to speak.
5: Aha, uh-huh, I found it.
0: Yeah, great. Hello, nice to meet you at last.
5: Yes, <laughs> nice to meet
0: you as well. Yeah, so you made a comment in the in the comments on where you find the use for, for your website. Do you want to just uh, elaborate on that?
5: Um... Yeah, um, well, I set up my website as I felt that you need to have like a shop window where mm-hmm. people could see your work and um, you could use it um, not only obviously for people to to see that your photography um, and what you do, but also as a point of sale as well. Um, but my comment was that even though that my website's there I'm finding that uh, I, you know and it's it's i I've, I've been listening to you guys there about having to give it a lot of love uh, and this is one thing that I'm probably guilty of because I still trying to get my head around these CEO tags to be able to fit to be found et cetera but I, I find that I don't seem to get a lot of um. New customer or new interactions with other photographers through my website, but it more will come through social media, or um, and then I then direct them to my website, so it's almost like it's there, but not, um, not it doesn't bring me the um, that those leads, if that makes sense.
0: I think a lot of people would say it's SEO, wouldn't it? Um, it, it's, it goes back to that thing about writing, you know, words on the site rather than just images and metadata in the images. Um, it, do you have a... Do you, uh, forgive me, I, I, I'm not looking at the site at the moment, but do you have a blog on your site? Do you run a journal-type thing? Then?
5: Yeah, well, originally it was almost a picture gallery. Right. Um, with, with images and like here's landscape color, here's landscape black and white, here's street portraits, etc. Uh, and from there, then um, I upgraded it to um, a Squarespace website and it allowed me to have a blog. And it's one thing that I'm really guilty of of doing it's like it's taking pictures is great, but then put them onto the website in and putting them onto the blog part, because there is that part of it, I, I'm really guilty of, of not doing that. And I, I know I need to... It comes back to that love that you mentioned earlier on to it. So, yeah. and I was making notes earlier on saying, must update blog. Lots of blogs not put on there. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah, I, I what, one of the other photographers featured in the latest issue, uh, Gareth Phillips, um, who's really prolific with his own personal work as well as doing commercial um, editorial work uh, from big magazines um, and newspapers. Uh, he, he's recently upgraded, spent quite a bit of time, actually, months upgrading his website, and he's kind of split it effectively into two. Um, one version of the site is aimed at his own personal, like, very experimental photo books, um, and photobook dummies and various iterations of them. Uh, and the other section of the site is purely for his commercial work. Um, so he felt it enough to keep those two areas distinct. I, I think he wants to avoid confusion of commercial clients getting mixed up in his personal, more arty-based work. Uh, I'm making light of it. It's not arty. It's actually very, very interesting. It's quite deep, some of his personal work. Um, but yeah I, I think it's an under-rated area, really, writing and photographers. i was be saying to the, the chaps earlier, um, you know, things like this even this evening. I, I think more photographers should come onto platforms like this just to practice in speaking about the work, because again, this is another platform in a way to kind of hone your skills even in articulating you know the type of work you're making and why. Um, so writing, discussions, I think opportunities if you're invited to guest speak, I know Neil has done a few you're involved with the RPS as well Neil aren't you, Um, both up up there but you're going for your various um, uh, accreditations on it, Um, I think all that kind of interaction with other photographers um, kind of hones some of those skills as well um, but yeah, uh, I, I just find the website is, is is a curated set of your own work on your terms. Much as a book would be, you know, you're curating the flow and the sequence of images, um, but you can create individual pages, private pages on a site that you can direct a client to. Or if, if your thing is maybe going for an exhibition, you could be pushing curators and gallerists to those pages or sections of your site that no one else can see. Um... So, yeah, it is a hard one, though. And then which flavour of website do you go for? You know, is it just a, a, a constant single flow of images or do you take the time to split it up into, you know, very distinct sections that can have their own audiences um, in their own way? Yeah, I'm going to answer the websites <laughs> They do take time and they need care and attention constantly, I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, Gareth, for uh, yep. having some yep. input.
5: Oh, that's it. I'll jump off the uh, mic now and I'll, I'll listen back in. Great. Thanks. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Uh, oh, time's moved on. See how quickly this goes. Uh, the other question I had around, uh, so we were talking about um, perhaps, uh, you know, how you'd, what, what you'd be making of late. Uh, what about exhibiting work then, guys? on walls, zines. Oriol Colwyn is up there. Have any of you approached, I've never asked you this, have any of you approached any galleries or actively seeking opportunities Um, to show your
3: work? I haven't, but I was hoping to try with the banger work. Just haven't quite plucked up the courage yet.
0: Uh, And where would that be, storial or...?
3: Yeah, or something local, or maybe there's there's the Bangor Art Initiative as well, I was maybe thinking of contacting them, keeping it, you know, uh, as local as I can, because the work is so, I think, if you're not familiar with Banger, it'd probably be hard to kind of get it, do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But yeah, I've, I've literally only just thought, like, my plan was always to try and exhibit somehow, to take that step, you know. Because um I haven't done that yet, so um but yeah I'm a bit of a way off because I'll need to experiment do, with paper. Do text. you think yeah. it's a
2: responsibility, Emir, um to the work in Bangor, in some part to 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 try and get it exhibited, you know, further afield as well to people who who don't know Bangor?
3: Um yes and no. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, you're probably, yeah, you're right, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I suppose it's another, yeah, yeah. The responsibility is kind of twofold, isn't it, because you've got a responsibility to make the work as well as you can and as respectfully as you can and to get whatever you want to say out, but then you've got a responsibility to do the best you can with the work afterwards as well. Um, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, um, there's, uh, there's a part of me that feels, because it's so... Personal to me, in Bangor is somewhere that my whole life has revolved around in a certain, in some kind of capacity, and so I would like to see it seen locally as well, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I just need to uh, do some research, I think, do you know what I mean? And actually think about it properly, how I want it seen and stuff. Um, yeah.
0: What about you mark uh,
3: no i
0: haven't
1: um <laughs> okay. yeah simple important that really i mean you, i think no i think you do always think wouldn't it be great to have a show um but I, where i don't know uh, when i don't know and with what i don't know so um that that kind of answers the question really i, I don't um i'm not ready to do anything like that i don't think mm. um whether it's well,
0: just your, like your a, comment earlier on. about I was going to say your your comment earlier about it being as much about the place as the the portrait of the person yeah um you're going a bit deep there and go back to what jeff was saying um in terms of spreading the word of a place or an area um i guess it's a question for you all i mean can you do street portraiture with purpose can it have a purpose beyond the the instagram post is um,
1: yeah i mean um yes i think because um street portraiture is is i mean i'll probably speaking out of line here but i think street portraiture can be quite a sort of buzz thing where you go out and you think oh, look at me i'm taking p- pictures of portraits and i'm risk i'm risking getting punched on the nose and it's it's a sexy kind of thing to do um, um and once you start it and you get past that first person, it becomes a bit of a buzz. And then you get lost in it. You you think, right, I'll ask the next person and he looks cool and she looks cool. I'll ask them and I'll take a picture of them. And then you start to think, I'll place them there against that wall or I'll place them there on that street. And so it's, it's kind of, it is really addictive. And sometimes I'll go through a, a week or two and I think I've not been out uh, with the camera and you kind of miss it. And you get the camera, you go out, you start walking the streets and you you see someone looks really cool or, you know, you you kind of think, yeah, they'd look good on a picture. And you just, you walk up to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you start to think, well, this is just getting a bit boring now. So you're trying to sort of bring in different different ideas or different themes. Um, And then you start to think, right, I'm not going to take photos of, you know, people who are down on their luck or drinking on the street, who look a bit rough, would make a great right photo, but you think, no, I don't want to sort of patronize them. I don't want to sort of use them and their situation they're in to make a, a decent photo. So you go through all that um, and then you start to maybe get a theme going. And maybe that's the stage I'm at. I'm, I'm just trying to get this into a theme, this into a project. Yeah, And um, you know, I, there are people that I want to photograph um, and I think you have to go through that if you're doing this kind of work, you have to go through the, um, you know, photographing bums on the street um, photographing old men with wrinkly faces because they look, it, they just take great photos. Um, for me, one of the hardest ones was, um, I, I found myself in that rut of taking pictures of just old men. <laughs> um, because I felt quite comfortable around old men. <laughs> or I just felt it was easy because it was it was quite comfortable for me to do. And then I realised I'm not taking photos of kids, of of younger people. Um, and I don't mean like, you know, hmm. you know, young children. I don't mean that kind of thing. Um, although I wouldn't have any problem doing it. Um, I just find I'm quite respectful. I don't want to take the nick. So I find I was not taking pictures of youngsters you know teenagers younger people um below 30 really so I started to pluck up the courage to do that and um that that I was really glad I did that because it opened up a different vibe to the image um which led on to other things and other scenarios other um different types of people really yeah and I think everything's yeah everything's a stepping stone so that's I've gone through all that kind of like look at me i'm a street portrait photographer and i kind of really like the way i've I've kind of come through that and i've gone through it and i've really enjoyed it and i've learned Mm. so much from it um that's really interesting sorry well yeah no i just uh, yeah just uh, then with being the shyest person in the world i'm finding today really difficult speaking Mm. like this and i know brian you say it's great for photographers to sort of get on a platform and talk about themselves or their work but it's, it's not for me.
0: Yeah. I don't mean it's, that, well, I, I should I mean, clarify, I, I don't mean that well, in, uh, in vanity, you know, for, for yeah, the purposes yeah. of that. I just think that if you become more successful, if your work is good and it, you know, it merits an audience beyond just the, the fawning likes and the brushing of egos that you get on Instagram, you know, yeah. if you've got a good body of work and you are a good artist, photographer, craftsman with a camera... And that work, you're honing that work and it's getting you better. You, you will be asked to speak to audiences. You know, just, I think you've got to live with it. Yeah.
3: Um, I was just saying, like, that was really interesting, Mark, what you were saying about um, how you felt like you were stuck in a rut photographing certain types of people. And yeah. I've kind of been feeling like I'm going through that at the minute <laughs> with, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of like feeling like um, I'm always going for those big colourful characters, you know, the people who dress differently and the alternative kind of uh, culture. And then it's like, what do I, you know, does that mean that I'm dismissing every other culture and every other type of person there is? You know, or do, I, or, or is it just that, that, you know, that's my eye and, and I should just stick with it and, and I should hone in on it? Or, you know, it's weird, it's a hard one. So I think I'm kind of... A,
1: it is hard yeah, because yeah. you've got to get over your fears. You've got to get over um so you've got to get over your fears, but then you've got to try and get the work that you can see in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And I think your natu- a person's or a photographer's natural reaction walking down the street passing certain people. There's so many things you have to think about from will he punch me? Um, yeah. will will they smile? Will they just yeah. not get what I'm doing? yeah and it's just through experience and through time you you sort of um you you get quite good at it i think i mean my hit rate at the minute is 100 percent. i I don't get many no's anymore Mm. um and i think one thing i learned i'd i'd read or i'd read or it was on a, a video on youtube a few years ago i can't remember where it was or who said it but they said, basically, he went out taking take his street photos and he went out to try and get as many no's as he could. And I thought <laughs> that was a fantastic way of thinking about it because if you're going out for no's to get a no, a yes is a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. did that and I, I got a couple of no's and I thought, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, but, but like I said, that's part of the, you know, however long you've been doing it for, you have to go mm. through this Period of trying out the um the cliches mm. and by going through that you can then start to etch out the direction that you want to take or that I wanted to take um, and just simple things you know from lighting to location mm-hmm. the type of the, the sort of the look of that person, and then just pop the question yeah yeah.
0: So swinging it back, I'm aware of the time, guys. Swinging it back round to showing the work beyond the um, Instagram and what have you. I'm going to bring Pete on next. Uh, just invite him on to speak. You need to click your microphone icon bottom right, Pete. Or poo. I like your uh, your handle. Well
6: How's it going? Good, good. am done. Uh,
0: You wanted to see, you you bit on my mention of zines, so off you go.
6: Yeah, um, I I don't know, and the only work I know is Mark's work. Uh, Hi, Mark, I'm uh, Irish photographer one from Dublin. Oh, how
1: are you doing? Yeah.
6: Good, good, good. Mark, I can't not believe you haven't done any sort of an exhibition before, because uh, I've showed your work to a few people, and basically everybody I've showed has said, incredible. That's the word I've used towards your work, incredible. Um. And uh, just regarding exhibitions, I've done a couple, and what I've done, I've actually contacted a couple of uh, cafes, uh, and that's how I've sort of started to, start to get my work noticed through cafes. Uh, cafes with good like you can with the cafes and dark and all that, I mean, I think cafes are a really nice place because of uh, the footfall in cafes is quite big, and I think your work, Mark, would definitely be nice in a cafe somewhere in, in Wales, because, you know... Get your work out there. Yeah, thank thanks, Pete. Appreciate that. Um, and also with zines, zines are zines are incredibly cheap to do. Um, like you, you could be talking about two euros, two fifty, and yeah. sell them for the tenner. And it's also a, a business cards. When you hand that to people, that's a business card. Uh, and also uh, selling them if you if you say if are if you're exhi- exhi- exhibiting in a cafe. In is quite you can just put in the wall all the scenes for sale, blah blah blah, and again, that gets your work out because they're quite affordable to sell them for like six seven pounds. Seven pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that's the way to go if you want to get your work out there.
1: Yeah, um, no, I, I really appreciate that. And it's like, I think you do, you do tend to, um, well, I do anyway, I struggle with um, so many different ideas, um, it, it just doesn't stop from the type of zine i want to do um i i'm not a big buyer of zines or photo books anymore um because again i'd, I'd get addicted and i was speaking to somebody I, like myself I met through in, yeah well i would speaking to somebody i met through instagram we went on a photo walk and he was saying that he he, he buys books like like they're going out of fashion and yeah. i thought that's 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 what I'm afraid of, <laughs> and with the cost of film and everything at the minute, so um, I'd, I'd love to buy more zines, but um, I need to buy film.
6: Um, but, but, but even producing—I was more talking about yourself, producing yourself, more than 90, um yeah. to get because I tell you what, look, if you do a, say a you've done a zine of, of I don't know, twenty-five of your portraits, I mean, people will buy that type of work just to sort of fellow photographers. It's usually fellow photographers by that work and and after a few scenes, that, yeah
1: sorry p that, that's that's what i was going to lead to actually it's 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 i'm producing i'd be producing work for the pho- photographers which there's nothing wrong with that but i love the idea and this is one of the ideas i'm kind of playing with is to take some images of an area or a town or a village in in north wales or wherever yeah and have that let's call it a show or an exhibition in that area of those people on the wall yeah. in the in the street or in maybe in a cafe but i like the idea of blowing up something really big and almost like um like a gorilla kind of um, exhibitions in you know, a way it's just mm. come in not like not quite like Banksy, but yeah I, like, yeah the I, people, I, I people kind of the sun- doing something like that would be quite yeah. um i don't want to insult people but in my head i think it'd be really cool but i think the people would see their picture on the street and go why have they put a picture of me up on the wall? And you know, have, yeah. So it, it's it's quite a difficult one, really, to sort of um, not insult people.
6: Well oh, and that because and that thing of insulting as well. If people, the thing I, I used to think, oh, should I put their picture? If people are allowed to take a photograph, then that's basically signing off to say, well, do what you want. With it. Yeah. And obviously not yeah. do what you want, it, but I mean to a point. If people are allowed to take a the photograph, they're hardly going to say, oh, don't put it anywhere if they're going to allow you to take it. Well, yeah. and that's that's what i see they, uh,
1: do. they do sometimes yeah. but yeah once you you know you, you've asked for a photo yeah. they've agreed and yeah. um, and i do discuss with them what i will potentially do with it whether it's yeah, to yeah. print it or to post it on instagram or on the website yeah. but nobody's really said don't do that you know so
6: no no i mean i thought, i photograph a lot of i've regarding and that's something you don't do. I photograph a lot of farmers' people, and uh, I've been doing it for quite a few years, uh, but not to just post. A lot of photos; 99% of them haven't been seen, and uh, just building up a collection, documenting what's going on in yeah. Dublin. Yeah. Uh, again, I wouldn't just post it up for the sake of it. I, I wouldn't agree with something like that. But yeah. it's just a documentary I'm working on. So. I mean, I don't think, yeah. There's no harm in taking it. It's what you do with them is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting you bring this up because um, there'll be a, an announcement on the uh, switching my Wurzel Gummidge head, uh, offline head for my Photon head. Uh, we'll be making an announcement on Friday. Uh, of, we did the print swap last year as a little initiative to try and encourage photographers to you know, make three prints and uh, share them and do a swap with other photographers around the UK Um, and quite a few people took part and really enjoyed it. Uh, We'll do that again this year but on Friday we're going to announce a a zine swap uh, to try and encourage people to have a think about it now and prepare and pull something together in time for the Eye Festival in Aberystwyth in October to do something similar. And just going back to what Pete was saying, yeah, zines are incredibly easy to do. Uh, What I like about them is you can treat them as a sketchbook. You don't have to take them too seriously. Um, Some people do, in the absence of perhaps thinking they'll never get a photo book published or be noticed by a a big publisher, and that's very often the case. But a zine you can do in your own terms. whether it's A five or A four or or another format in between those sizes, but you can be really experimental. Um, and the beauty of it is, you need only print one or two copies. Yeah, uh, I'm trying yeah. to encourage people to do that so the pressure isn't there to sell them and make your money back and cover. Well, your the thoughts.
6: thing is, the more, the more you, well, generally with printers, the more you print cheaper. Like pe- people like fifty or 100. hundred, fifty sort of a number, a nice number because again you could be. You could be somewhere at a at, a, at an exhibition, chance, someday and some sort. Look see your work, and suddenly you take out a zine. There you go. Absolutely, yeah. And, been, if... and your Instagram and all's on it, and everything's on it. You're thinking, jeez, they can just contact me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, going
0: back to this thing about, I think you're concerned there, Mark, and I think it's a valid one of the the photography bubble, and that's you know just showing your work and being appreciated yeah. and getting the likes from other photographers, or if you did a zine perhaps feeling the pressure that might just be there for other photographers. But the point Pete just made there, I will back up. Um, I helped, he hasn't announced it yet, but it's going to launch on Saturday in West Wales. Um, Mohammed Hassan, who was on the call earlier, I don't know if he's still there, uh, the Egyptian photographer based over in Pembrokeshire, he's produced two road trip zines to date of his work in Wales. And he happened to show that, to someone, a client, uh, who's the National Trust over in West Wales, who had asked them to commission them to produce two prints. And he happened to give them a copy of one of his road trip zines. And the commissioner from the National Trust said, this is great. Mm. So you're obviously going to take more than the two pictures we're commissioning you for. Well, why can't we use more of them and put them into a zine and launch the zine at the same time as the exhibition? And that's what they've done. Yeah, it.
6: yeah. Oh, that's a good example, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That, that 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 proves a point. It does. It yeah. He could have said, "Oh, here's my Instagram account, and I'll have a look later on." And the person would have thrown away the piece of paper, forgetting what the Instagram that would have been. Yeah. done. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that there's a lot. There's a lot to be said for um, print. Yeah. mean, um, I mean, I mean people world. are.
6: People are quite concerned about zines, like Kaffir oil books. I know a few photographers, and they're saying, "Oh, the, the the quality's crap." I mean, what do you want for six pounds?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I I think Craig at Kaffir oil books. I think he's he's latched on to a really. Uh, unsuspecting winner there, because I think he actually ah, takes tumbling. pride. He takes pride in the look, and the cr- not crap. No, that's yeah, a bad yeah. no, thing I, to I, say.
1: I, I've got, I've actually got one in my hand now. I've got um, Gary Stewart's Hero. Yeah. So ah, yeah, I love, I love it.
0: that. Yeah.
1: And it's, um, I like that quality that he's getting with it. Mm. Yeah, they as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, I think those work. Yeah,
6: yeah. I think of about thirty of those zins, and they're at proven quite. They're improving. The quality of the paper has has, has improved in the last couple of years. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's
1: one thing I like about um, offline magazine. When I got
6: the copy through Brian,
1: um, I smell it. And you smell the print, and um, no, you've got to smell. Stop the print. Now. Stop, now. stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, <laughs> but the paper. I like I like you know to see to see my work in print. Um, mm. It is. It's great. Mm. You know, and I no, think uh, there is the te- there tenors is some, on the way, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> um, but but um, what I like about it is I know we've got a bit of um, a sort of uh, a similar background with, with art college and typography, imagery, that mm. kind of thing, and I think you can see that in this magazine: um, imagery and type next to we get imagery and wording uh, words next to next to one another. Mm. Um, no, oh, no, Thank you, but just, one, of the
0: re- one of the main reasons, I think, as I said to you, one of the main aims with Offline Journal is to try and, uh, it's a slog, but try and encourage more crit- honest critique, you know. Likes and um, retweets yeah. and what have you are just far, far too easy. Yeah. It's far too easy. Yeah. There's not enough honest critique about poor work, you know. I mean, don't give that the attention. Is give that the attention
1: to the good work. Are we scared to sort of call out bad work?
0: I think
6: we're to do that I don't know. But what well, what is bad work because y- you know you could have, you could learn yeah. up somebody on a mark subjects and have 20 photographers take the same shot and they're going to be 20 different shots. So what is a good shot and what is yeah. a bad shot? Yeah, yeah. I, Discuss. I that's that's, that's what I
0: mean we need more we need more discussion around it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Think
6: that
1: that could come back to what we were saying before about website to have your own website is basically a, a personal it's it's a good way to have your work shown how you want it to be shown and yeah. maybe put a bit of your style into it but if somebody's no good at web design or graphic design but the greater photography the work could look pretty awful yeah um, it's yeah. it's quite difficult so it's it's i would never sort of put anybody's work down because um you, you know it's difficult because it could just be that's how they see things mm. and why should you um yeah. go after them because
6: of that no, but when it when it comes when it comes to street portraits, like I I like Mark, I do it quite a bit with myself. Uh I'm I'm not. I don't know the rest of your work, which I'll have a look at later on. But the thing is about moving the person, having having the bottle, because there could be a pole right behind them, and I've seen people do, and they just take the picture and go. I'm thinking, why didn't you ask them to move their head? And
2: why no, didn't you ask? them
6: to just, Yeah, I, and I people do don't that do that. Yeah. no people are afraid to do that. I take people down dark alleyways.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's no, your own I business be, I, yeah I know but I'll, I could be walking down the street yeah. and I will what I do first is I will go on it's like a location part of my, my walk if I'm out in town or walking around somewhere the first thing I'll do is I'll basically check for locations and then take a photo of that location and log it or if I see somebody oh, yeah. a, a few streets away I think I'd, I'd get talking to them I'd say look I don't want to be cheeky but there's a little alleyway down here that would look really good, <laughs> and they come with me.
6: I'm yeah, I've noticed that your work. work. There's never anybody else in the picture, so and that's I, I, that's brilliant because I love that. You know, to see that you, you're in a good location there, wherever you'd be, because yeah, that's fantastic.
1: But I, I'm I'm not afraid to sort of say to people, yeah, don't smile, put your arm there, yeah, yeah. If, yeah.
6: I, if I, but
1: I I don't want to pose them, but I will no. put them out of a pose that they're doing if I think it just looks nice. Or,
6: or uh, there's I, a way I've done it. When, when I'm shooting film, do you know how people put their fingers up and thumbs up and all that? So now what I do is I say, yeah, okay, and I pretend to take a shot. Okay, now yeah, let's do it my yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, I know that's terrible to do that, but
1: that's what I do. Well, I mean, you know, you could argue that that's their personality. Why should you change that? You're oh, yeah, your no, of course, sort of, strict... of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but I, my personal... What I like and the look I'm after. Mm. I don't want. I don't want certain things. So I'll say, don't do that. I won't say do this, but I'll say don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But but for me, location, the the, um, the location of that image is really important to me. Um, so if there's a lamppost in the way, I'll say, I'll move or I'll ask them yeah. to move or I'll, yeah. I'll take them to a location that I've spotted it. Pre, you know, earlier. Yeah. Why not? Mm. Why not?
6: Mm. No, of course. Yeah. I'm actually, um, at the moment, I'm, I'm documenting a, a terminally ill uh, artist who's at stage four. And the first time I was photographing him, I felt very difficult. And I don't, I've, I never get uncomfortable. But I did with him. And uh, and then he said, oh, you know, I love your work, blah, 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 And then I thought, that's the key. And I just started moving him then. I, I just felt uncomfortable. And I never feel yeah. uncomfortable. But something yeah. like that, thats sort of subject, I was like, oh, shit. But yeah. Yeah, difficult
1: situation. And, but, um... and it's
6: amazing what people tell you they're complete strange and it's amazing the stuff they tell you when you're photographing I find that unbelievable stories I've heard from people no I'm just photographing. I've never met in my life and they're telling me their life story yeah and I find yeah. that interesting yeah
1: but yeah I, I, you do get to have some really great conversation with people yeah um, and again what we, we started talking about is I, I, I'm really not that interested in that anymore mm. but you're interested in having a conversation with somebody because I think it just opens up um, you know it, it, for a start it will relax somebody, it, it'll make them feel a bit more comfortable in what you're about to do with them um, but I, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I'm not really trying to out to sort of capture somebody's personality or their life story because I don't think you would be able to get that, so it's just wow. for me, for me anyway, you know I mean, I'm, there are a lot of people that, that do like that and enjoy doing that Telling a story with the picture, but yeah, um, I've, I've kind
6: of moved away from that really. Yeah, and would you, would you, would you, uh, what I do now is I, I, when I chat something, I really get to light to, them and I think, oh, yeah, you know, blah blah blah. I've often, because this is great for Instagram, because you're not getting any personal information. I've often gone out again, then a few weeks later, with somebody because I thought I have this location in mind with that exact same person, and I've done that, uh, and I've gone out with them and shot them in different locations. So that's yeah. something I do quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, sort of, yeah. So, sort of have another go with them, you mean? Yeah. have another go with yeah. them, yeah. Because I'd yeah. often see a person thinking, oh, they look great in that location, or blah, blah, blah. And you straight away, and you're thinking, it could be an hour away, so you're hardly going to ask them. So, yeah, that's what I do. I get their, it's a trusting as well. Get their uh, Instagram accounts on, yeah, chat to them and say, listen, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And that's what I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Th-
6: thanks for joining, Impeak. But before I let no you problem. go, Photo um, Island. That's
0: the big yes. festival you've got over there. Does that happen every year
6: or every two years? Uh, no, it happens every year. And actually, the guy that runs it, um, Miguel, a Spanish guy, he, they actually have now the, the the library projects. They have their own type of zines. Um, and that's brilliant. That's gave loads of photographers now. Uh, and every year, I think twice a year, they have a call for people to submit work. Yeah. Uh, and what they do is they put all the zines, pay for all the stuff, and they give you twenty scenes, and then they sell their own. So that's really good for people.
0: Yeah, that's mm. exactly why I've brought it up. Um, I've I've been to Dublin a couple of times, but yeah. never to that festival. But they have out of that festival was born that permanent bookshop now, isn't it? Yes, in Dublin. That's ex-
6: yeah. yeah, and it's fantastic. Uh, and he, I've got one. I self published a book, two hundred copies, made my own back, and he's selling them, and he sold quite a few of them, which is great. Um, but also, just before I go, actually, here's a quick one. Once a year, there's a thing called, um, oh shit, what's it called? Culture. Culture Night. And Culture Night is fantastically involved, with, especially for photography. Um, it's a worldwide event. And I've had, uh, I've twice exhibited on Culture Night. And what it is, you go into a program, we have it in Dublin, it's quite big, and you, uh, they're basically telling people where your work is on, what your work about, blah, blah, blah. So they're getting this huge crowds into wherever you're exhibiting. And I know it's worldwide, so I know it's in the UK as well. It's called Culture
0: Night. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, there might be a troop of us coming over to the next um, photo island. So oh, yeah. Because I'd love to meet up with Mark anyway. Yeah, but well, tell you what, I, I mean, Mark, you might be following Mark, but can you just put your um, Instagram handle on the chat so the others can see it?
1: Yeah,
0: okay. And I'll follow you too. Great. Thanks, Pete. Thanks. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Yep. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Pete. Uh, right, I think we'll um, bring it to an end there guys, sorry, see yet, time just flies um, uh, that was really interesting, thank you but it, yeah, the zines thing I don't want to over-egg it but I think it is a really interesting way of just sharing you know, 12 16, 20 images that might, I mean, it might be a project in progress, just to get some feedback, but Yeah, I'm thinking about taking the pressure off people if they want to, um, you know, things like Instagram, uh, not Instagram, Mixam, for example, are probably one of the cheapest in the UK to do this. You know, you can do one or two copies for like 30 quid, you know. Uh, uh, And I've spoken to a few people about just encouraging them to put one copy on the shelf to keep it pristine for yourself and take one out Keep it in the bag as a sketchbook, or as Pete was saying, use it as a calling card, just so you've yeah. got a little book to, to show people. But we're going to try and encourage people to kind of get behind and share some some more information on the Photon site about how easy it can be to, to make your own zines. Um, try and encourage a bit more collaboration with graphic designers to work with photographers. If people feel they need that kind of help and maybe want to try and give it a bigger bash. Did, Jeff, just before I let you go, it, do you encourage that with the students? I mean, is photo book making or zine making part of the curriculum? Yes,
2: yes. So there's um, yeah. there's actually a, a photo um, a photo book module where students uh, create. Um, create a book um, and they go through the traditional process of editing and sequencing, making yeah. dummy books. Um, you know, and that, that can be, you know, we, the, you know, with regards to the dummy book or the final book, um, you know, we, we do encourage, um, you know, them to, to make the books um, at an affordable cost to themselves. Mm. Um, and then one thing, I, I, the, the group, um, Terra, Terra Photo, um, yeah. who, um, um, collaborated with um, and, and they published uh, your uh, rules of the slide, yeah, exhibition, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, um, just going back to this, something, um, I think I can't remember if it was Mark. Mark was saying, um, but uh, you know, the uh, they had a, an exhibition to to coincide with with the release of that uh, Zine and and others, and the exhibition, you know, was uh, was it just felt really grassroots? It was in um, you know in a, an arts um center in, and that that was within a, the daniel center the shopping center and i think because it was grassroots because it felt grassroots it didn't have the kind of the the gold frames around mm. it you know it 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 felt very much real and kind of i think it echoed um oh
0: I think your connection's a bit dodgy, Jeff. Is everyone you know, else still having there? Having
2: disposable income yeah, still. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm. So you broke up there, Jeff. Uh, sorry, yeah.
2: sorry. No, sorry, I man. agree. We,
0: these pop-up spaces within shopping centres, I think, are great. It takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Um, I mean, interestingly, the little uh, photo Newport, the small gallery that's opened up in a little arcade over in Newport that has the David Hearn Newport work up on the walls mm. at the moment, David printed those prints himself and they're literally just pinned with steel <laughs> nails to the wall. Um, and they're principally destroyed after the exhibition. Um, so it doesn't matter, really. They've got holes in the corner, but, you know, it's a means to an end of just showing work, of um, getting prints up and not being overly protective about the expense of, you know, frames or getting sponsorship and what have you. It was one of the great successes of... The now sadly gone um, third floor gallery that was in Cardiff. That that their ethos was just to literally get the bloody prints printed and stick them up on the wall, just to have a show. So I think the more the more of that that can happen around Wales, because galleries are becoming fewer and fewer. Of of hearing on the Great Vine, there's potential another two of the smaller galleries that I try and promote will probably hit the wall this year. Um, so I think increasingly it's going to be things like zines and pop-up exhibitions are going to be the the thing, you know. Um, yeah. And maybe that's a, hopefully it's not an omen, but that's probably why places like Oriel Colwyn need support and a bit of a, a vibe happening around it more and more. Um, but Paul can't do that on his own. I think it's going to take photographers as a community to... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you know, how, how does it. that
1: happen? How does how does how do you get that ball rolling? You know, is it is it the, the people who want to exhibit, or is it the people who have the space for people to exhibit? Well, you know,
0: well, that's do right? you know so it is interesting because the um, the diffusion festival that happened last October down here. So you had the Eye Festival was on in Aberystwyth. In Aberystwyth Arts Centre, who get Arts Council funding, uh, and are have, well have multiple gallery spaces in their lovely setting. Um, that was happening in Aber. You had North, uh, the Northern Eye was happening up in uh, Colwyn Bay, and you had Diffusion happening in Cardiff and Newport. Um, now, Diffusion made use of pop up spaces, as well as having a show in photo gallery. But the uh, And there's a major new shopping centre down in Newport, but two of the big units, I mean really big units, I think one was a big empty shoe store, um, really big space. There was two of them uh, adjoining, literally next door to each other, that were empty. And Photo Gallery got the space for free, I understand. Right. Yeah. Just negotiated with the landlords. The trick, though with these spaces is you need bums on seats to more or less invigilate. You need people present to have yeah. the doors open. Yeah. And that's where it can start to fall over because that's usually unpaid. It's usually volunteers yeah. or students, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it can be done but, you know, and if it gets organisation uh, a little bit of organisation behind it, it can be quite successful, you know, pop- Paul, I think, it again, go back to Oriel Corwin, he does that really well, you know, in taking over the town almost um, for that festival. And if he can't get a complete empty space, then he'll ask uh, shop owners and tenants if he can put work in the windows. So as people walk down the high street, there's photography everywhere, you know. I still think
3: yeah. those, you know, those uh, Neil McDoward, um portraits along the coast, is just awesome <laughs> yeah, 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 that's just yeah.
0: such a cool well that goes something. back to what Mark was talking about earlier about wanting to show work in different ways in public spaces, yeah, I mean um, yeah. in the tunnel going down from the town to the promenade uh, in Colwyn Bay, that's exactly what Jack Lowe did with his uh, lifeboat project, he put yeah. massive posters up on the walls um, however in those kind of darker Kind of slightly out of the way spaces um, you've got to be prepared for people ripping them down because that yeah, happens.
3: Yeah. yeah, there's so much graffiti and um, obviously I mean I did know quite a lot of taking pictures on the problem and yeah, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of graffiti over those pictures uh, but yeah. yeah, it's a shame but I still think it's a really awesome way
0: to exhibit your photos Yeah Sorry, go on go, No, go on Mark well yeah. I, I was
1: just gonna say on that um when MA mentioned um Neil then his his work on the on the um on the promenade and that I was photographing a guy in Colin Bay one day and he said, Oh I've had my photos taken before by a photographer <laughs> I said, Oh right, yeah. <laughs> and he that's was one of the ones <laughs> Yeah, he was he was one of the ones who um was on the seafront. Nah. And I said, oh, oh, Neil Dermot," and he went, Yeah, that's him.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I think Paul is always up for getting um, new ideas and new suggestions put to him to show work, uh, in different ways. You know, either around the Northern Eye or just part of his normal, you know, yearly uh exhibition uh, calendar. Um, uh, you know, I I sadly never made it up to. I, I did an interview with um, uh. Oh god, it's terrible. I've forgotten the chap's name that did the um Pier Closing Time uh exhibition. Oh uh, Michael, Bennett. Michael Bennett. Bennett. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh and and that work, you know, was almost forgotten. Oh, no know? the story behind it was was really oh. amazing as well. But yeah. there's really interesting work of North Wales been made by, you know, outsiders uh yeah. coming in. Um but with a different eye, you know, it's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Um, it, that's funny, because that, I did think when, because um, I think Neil mcdonald has been up a couple of times, hasn't he, taking portraits yeah. around the area. Mm-hmm. And I did think, well, there's plenty of us that could do it. Yeah. There is. You know, there's, plen- there's plenty of North Wales that could do it. Mm-hmm. Why bring the Southerners up?
0: <laughs> and other bloody Scotsmen, yeah, invading Wales? Yeah. Well,
4: um, as well because um, we've got talking about uh, how we can, how you know, Paul and Oriel Colwyn, um, he has like photographic movie nights which are really cool, I mm-hmm. think one I went to, there was a film called Pekka but of like Doc, Don McCullen documentaries and stuff as well funnily enough I actually met, Neil McDermott was there afterwards so I, met, I spoke to Neil McDermott briefly mm-hmm. but it, it's really
0: Paul seems to be doing a lot a lot of yeah. stuff with it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on them. Um, you will not say it, but I I get the feeling that... Uh, it goes back to what we were talking about, you know, do, do the photographers do it? I mean, that's how Photo Gallery came about in the early days. It was photographers pulling together and saying, we want to do something to show our work collectively. Uh, and it just grew from there. Um uh, up in North Wales, where you are, Oriel, I mean, you've got um, Oriel Mostyn, I think, is the big art gallery in Llan yeah. Uh, but that's not a photography specific gallery, but it has a full time curator. So the bigger these places get over the years, the more bloated I think they can become, and the pressure's on to have staff and then cover staff costs and what have you. But Oriel Colvin is Paul. Yeah. And there's a community darkroom that you pulled together up there as well uh, for analogue photography that people can go in and use. I mean, he needs to put it together. But he pulled the funding together to put all that kit in. So, um, yeah, I I, I, I think uh, I, there is a vibe up there. I mean, obviously, I found it fascinating that, that the U four photographers were making work in that same sort of area. Uh, and each doing your own thing. So there is a there is a scene, if you want to call it that, but how do you pull more of the younger students and more of the younger talent that don't really go out much? I mean, it is a thing, unfortunately, that there are many young photographers that just are put off by camera clubs. They don't want to go and engage with old men, probably quite <laughs> rightly in most cases. Um, but... Yeah, How do you get that momentum going up in North Wales? And I, I, I don't think you wait around for anyone to do it for you because someone like Paul can't do it all on his own. Um, he could certainly deal with some of the admin side, but I think photographers should have a voice up there collectively because um, you don't get if you don't ask. I can I can testify to that after nearly eight years of Photon. I mean, that's two blocks on a website, really. No funding. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So it, it is. It just takes that spark, doesn't it? And then,
0: yeah. You know, and it's keeping it going. Is yeah, you're, you're be... yeah, yeah you have all going to Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a bit like it's a beautiful. blog. It's a bit like a blog. You know. Yep. Um, starting that first post and then thinking, "Oh, I'll do another one." Two mm. months later, oh, I haven't mm. done any blog posts for a while. What should I do? Mm. So it's keeping it going, keeping the idea going, keeping the momentum. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I think go for it. I I think pull something together and you know, even have a year in the planning and then have a discussion at the next northern eye you know as a little fringe event or have a, have a show or something um i will say that collectives of photographers are really fragile i find them fascinating you know i've been following them quite actively for offline um but i i think i think really most photographers want to do their own thing i think the power of collectives is the marketing and promotion side but yeah. people's agendas, I think, change over time and adapt, as they would. Um, and the priorities change. And you know, one by one, they fall off collectives. Um, mm-hmm. So I think carrying on, you know, blazing your own trail is the way to do it. But collectively, I think photographers can have a voice to make things happen up there. Yeah. Definitely. And that includes pulling in the educators, you know, Jeff, either formally or informally. Pulling in, you know, the good students to some of the discussions because it's um, for them. It's like learning on the job, isn't it? It's that practical side of meeting uh, other photographers who are doing what they're aspiring to do outside of the education system once they've graduated. I mean, do you have social events, Jeff, around photography in the college?
2: We've got we've got um, a really you know healthy alumni um, and Paul Sampson um, the curator in, or Oriel Colin uh, who was speaking about you know he is a graduate from the um, well it was the HND it was just before I I started you know working there, um, so you know I'm not proclaiming that we've you know we've um you know created the you know photographic um community that exists now, um but we've we've definitely. Started the, the course has become healthier and and grown because there has been a need to to you know serve the the photographic community you know mm. um so I mean when I I studied it was um you know as soon as soon as it, it came to moving to, towards a degree level um you know I I like many others had to move away you know we had to so move um either it was well for myself Newport and another lecturers it was you know Derby for example um so um you know we, we're really aware of that and we're aware of um you know what we are trying to do as well as a as a, you know we put my educator's hat on now you know so uh, what we're trying to do um as a photographic department you know we, we are trying to um you know give nourishment to that photographic um community that exists there mm. um but you know we, we're not as that's the word, really. You know, we're we're not as financially um, healthy as maybe some of the bigger universities. You know, we're an FE college also. Um, what that does mean is we, we get to see students, you know, at the FE level and and also you know beyond that. Um, but isn't so, isn't it the um, case, Jeff, yeah. that
0: institutions say like you know an FE college rather than a a university? You you're still you're you're part. <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to. Make this sound bad, but you're part of the system. No, no, you won't offend. You, you, you won't offend. No, no, you can be a conduit to pull in funding, though, can you?
2: Oh, of course, of course. I mean, you know, you know, on a personal level, we're aware that um, you know we we need to um, you know have a certain level of students for that that course to run, and mm. and if it doesn't run, then our jobs potentially on I don't know, on the line, but yeah, we 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 need to make up in a certain amount of hours ourselves. Um, but we have smaller groups as well so we haven't got okay you know we haven't got to have you know 50 students or whatever it is for a course to run you know, it's a lot less than that um but yeah it's yeah we are part of that that system um but then we are photographers as well you know per, personally yeah you know um but I mean, sorry sorry yeah there. the context so, i meant yeah, yeah. that
0: that question was, sorry. was rather I, I, yeah. I haven't explained it properly. Um, I guess it, without. I, I, so I don't want to put you on the spot here either, because you're not speaking officially for for any college that you work yeah, for. Yeah. But no, can no, no. can FE colleges or say a photography course work with other photographers, including the students? So it's part of the you know there's involvement there to maybe bring in uh, or apply for certain funding for say a community type project. Can you do that as a conduit? through the organisation? Yeah.
2: I'm sure have we could. Tried? I mean, I'm not sure about the, the you know, officially the politics. Um, mm. but with regards, you know, working with other photographers, that that's actually built into our, um, it is built into the, the blueprint of the course. Um, so we do have, um, Paul Sampson was one of them, I'm not sure if he still is now, but um, we do have, a, a, um, you know, so many, there's only three photographers in the area um, who, not necessarily dictate, but they, they they have a say in in any changes that we make to the course. Mm. Make sure that the students aren't going to be treading on their toes on a commercial capacity. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we run you know employment-based learning modules, and um, two of them, and we have to make sure that when the students are working commercially, that they they're not going to be putting local photographers out of business. And yeah. uh, At the same time, we also need to make sure that the um, what the students are doing will. Serve the needs of those people who will be employing photographers. So it might be the um, the media groups, um, and you know, or it might be the you know commercial photographers as well as you know and the um, um you know the, uh, the galleries as well. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question then properly.
0: Yeah, no, no, you did. I mean, I I got one from, example yeah. in in my head. We we did one, one um we did one about four or five years ago as Photon, um, where one of the uh, senior um, staff within the School of Journalism was a keen, still is a keen photographer himself, and internally he, he basically saw an email come out from Cardiff University, which is you know a big Russell Group university, uh, but they were making pots of money available internally for departments to engage with groups outside of the university around social projects, I think it was all to do with the whole social inclusion and you know the university's place in local communities and what have you. But basically, Photon ended up getting two grand um, to bring four—I think it was four—photographers locally who weren't professional but very, very talented. Um, I'll call them enthusiast photographers, very talented photographers. Uh, and we paired them with a, a, an MA journalism student. And together, the okay. photographer and the student basically did a project each, and each of them got 100 zines printed. So 100 for the journalist. Oh, that's fantastic. And 100 for the photographer on their own little project. So there was one on the yeah. Grange Town community in Cardiff um, trying to get new shops going uh, Another was on um, uh, a department within the university looking at green spaces and fostering bees in city centre. Uh, for you know, what to promote more wildflower spaces on rooftops um, and within some of the, the university grounds. Uh, there was another one on um, single older men who were out of work who would meet in huts to have cups of tea and, you know, chip away bits of wood and basically support each other. It was a kind of mental health type type thing, but a kind of support group. And that was a zine that was produced. And there was, there was a, one other, I've forgotten what it was. But it was fascinating. Um, but just that little bit of money, it was only £2,000. I mean, I'm saying two, it was quite a lot of money. But it was, it was the most money Photon had ever had to um yeah just basically facilitate doing those zines so there was a a yeah. tangible artifact at the end of the project of that photographer and the journalism student working together
2: yeah i mean i'm, I'm not aware of any uh, from the photography department any kind of finances going to um projects um kind of outside of you know the, the, the course um but recently there was um there was funding um, allocated from the college itself. The students actually um, put, put forth um, a proposal um, to one of the assistant principals, and it was for their own magazine. Um, mm-hmm. But within that magazine, you know, you've got um, it's basically it's, um, it, 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 it's you know, students are working on projects mainly based in um, uh, North Wales, apart from one student who has some images from Slova- uh, Slovakia. Um, Say promote promote North Wales they, they speak of um, stories within North Wales um, but the college did fund that, that and that was a fantastic thing because they're they having printed magazines so' um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna call the name out as well if that's okay Brian it's 18 percent magazine if anyone um mm-hmm. if anyone does want a little look online at, at that Um but yeah um, but, but it's definitely something to to, to consider anyway
0: mm. Okay, right. We'll we'll call it. Uh, that's nine o'clock, right on the dot. We'll we'll call a halt there. Thanks so much, everyone, for taking part. The uh, four speakers: Neil, Emir, Mark, and and Jeff. Uh, and thanks for the people that that joined in and and was listening. I enjoyed that. Uh, hopefully, thanks, we'll do another soon. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thank right. Enjoyed that.
6: Thank you. Bye. Bye.